Welcome to the Vulnerable Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Almeida. Each week, we'll share inspiring stories and tips on facing vulnerability and the lessons we can use to help us be able to find success and fulfillment in our own lives. With each episode, we hope to impact one listener. And if anything you've heard has impacted you, we'd appreciate you sharing it on social. Thank you for listening. Now let's get vulnerable. Millen Livis said, Courage uncovers strength. Grace reveals beauty. Vulnerability expresses humility. Inner peace reflects contentment. This is episode 54 of the Vulnerable Podcast with Malvika Sheth. In middle school, she had gained a little weight and was considered on the heavier side. This led to bullying from her peers and unhealthy weight loss habits later on in life. She was trying to lose weight to look like everyone else, which led to her not eating and fainting on multiple occasions. Her struggles to figure out who she was and how to express herself, especially when it came to fashion, would continue for years. Then she decided to begin doing something she had done in the past, start a blog, and it felt like she'd finally found some direction. As things progressed and she started to grow following, her blog was hacked and it felt like everything was about to come crashing down. She decided to be vulnerable and put out a video to let her following know what had happened and start from scratch, determined to keep her brand going whether or not she got everything back. Now she's partnering with major brands through her brand Style by Malvika and hopes her work will inspire others to live healthier, more fulfilling lives. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get vulnerable with Malvika Shith. Hey, Malvika, it's a pleasure to have you on the Vulnerable Podcast. Um, You were one of the the many people I reached out through uh, my feature on podcastguest.com. And uh, it's been been interesting going through all the different submissions and and just getting you guys on the podcast. So I'm glad that you uh, signed up and that you decided to come on today. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, happy to chat with you. Awesome. So the first question I start with um, and I ask every guest is, what is your definition of vulnerability? So my definition of vulnerability is being open and honest about moments where you're not necessarily the, like in your best space. And then also being like honest about how you got there. I think for me, um, a lot of people have asked me like questions about like my journey and Um, I don't really like to sugarcoat it and just like list the highlights. I kind of like to give people the whole like realistic picture of things. And so I think within that being vulnerable is being able to share the moments where maybe you're not the most, maybe not proud is not the right word, but maybe the moments where you're not at your like highest Um, because it oftentimes the moments where you're not at your highest are kind of stepping stones to get to your highest. So um, yeah, I think uh, those moments where, you know, you wouldn't list as like, the highlights of your career, <laughs> oftentimes sharing about that can be like a vulnerable process. No, for sure. And and I like the fact that you brought up as well about being honest with yourself too, because I think, uh, you know, as much as I agree with what you're saying about, you know, putting out putting out into the world sort of your your worst moments and not just your best moments i think that if we're not honest with ourselves first when we put that out there it may not seem as genuine either so i think that i like yours because you showed the importance of not only you know being honest with everybody out in the world but also being honest with yourself and and i think that's key so uh, definitely definitely like that one so going back um, and go back as far as you want, it's completely up to you. But if you could go, uh, you know, just back in time, where would you say would be the first time in your life that you faced some sort of vulnerability in your life? 
and let's go with your definition. Like what was the first, I guess, moment that wasn't so great? <laughs> I think it, honestly, my vulnerability, like my not so great moments stem from, I guess, childhood. Um, and then if I kind of loop it back to now, it kind of connects, but I'll start from like very early on. I actually was, um, like I was a bit on the heavier side, uh, growing up in middle school and, um, a few years in high school. And basically all of my friends around me, um, were very, you know, slim and, and, um, very much into fashion and beauty. And I also was very much into fashion and beauty, but, um, maybe because of the, my size and the way that I looked, a lot of people would make fun of me whenever I tried to, um, you know, experiment with a new style or wearing different kinds of clothes and stuff like that. So, and I think, you know, how kids can be in middle school, like sometimes they don't really understand the um, gravity of what they're saying and they don't understand that it could hurt someone. So I think um, ever since then, and then what happened after that was kind of, I think, the lowest moment where I really tried to lose weight for the wrong reasons. Um, it was more because like, oh, I want to look like everyone else. And then I did it the completely wrong way, you know, completely like I like very unhealthily. I actually like would not eat and then exercise way too much. And then that actually led to me, um, you know, fainting. And then long story short, like I fainted twice. The first time I did, I fell and I you know, cut my chin and I got stitches. And um, I think now if I look back, my whole perspective on the notion of health and fashion and beauty both um, has changed completely. Now fashion and beauty is used for me instead of trying to hide something or instead of trying to become a certain way, it's just a way for me to express myself creatively and then enhance the things that I do have about myself or enhance the features that I do have. And in terms of health, sorry. <clears throat> yes, in terms of health, basically I take a very like um, mindful and self-care approach to it. I never am harsh with myself. And I think today if I am where I am and I have the philosophies that I do about fashion, beauty and health, all three of those things, it's because of what I went through um, early on. No, and, and, and I really like the fact that you're able to sort of uh, relate the two and you're able to look back on your past and say that because of what happened in my past, this is where I, I'm sort of headed in my future. Because I think it's important that we learn lessons from those things, those vulnerabilities, those struggles that we went through, rather than just sort of get stuck in them and, and in the sadness or the pain of them. Um, obviously, yeah. I'm sure it wasn't easy to go through as, as a, you know, a younger child. Uh, bullying is something that I think most of us have experienced and, and yeah. it's not the easiest thing because you don't necessarily understand why it's happening, right? Yeah. Um, you know, what would you say, you know, going back to that time of, of when you were bullied and, and when you were when you were a little, I guess, when you had the, the weight issues, as you put it, um, what would you say helped you sort of get through those times? Because I'm sure as a child, you know, obviously, you know, I've had people that have talked about, you know, just getting, you know, uh, putting their head into books or, or people that have sort of just sort of been on their own or whatever the case might be. What would you say helped you sort of move through that? So I've always been a very creative person at heart. And, you know, whether it was like at the time, I, I also had a blog at that time. It wasn't the same, but, um, you know, Tumblr was like a big, um, I think, platform at that time. So every time, you know, I would um, feel like, you know, terrible about myself or whatever, I would actually sit and like write about it and then post it on Tumblr or like find 
um, inspiration images of maybe like girls that would look like me or just I would find a little solace in um, expressing myself creatively. And not only did I have that blog and not only was I interested in fashion and beauty, but I also, thankfully, my mom put me in a lot of um, different classes as I was growing up. So I was Indian classical dancer, I was doing piano, and I just had so many different outlets where my identity could be, um, I guess, like I could find my identity in so many different other things as opposed to just what people were telling me that I was like fat or whatever, whatever. Um, and I think that's really important for someone to understand who they are outside of what people say about them. No, that's a key point and one that I agree with 100% because unfortunately now, especially, I mean, you know, uh, when I was younger uh, myself, I don't know how old you are, but, you know, I'm, I'm about 30, I'm, well, I'm 34 right now. And so, you know, when I was younger, there wasn't necessarily the internet and everything. So, I mean, you could pretty much, you know, be bullied at school and go home and, and, you know, maybe put, like you're saying, put yourself into some activities or something like that, that would make you ignore it. But nowadays it's even harder because it can continue even when you're at home through the internet and everything. So I think your point of, you know, being able to learn about who you are and find out what your identity is outside of what people say is a key point for everybody. Because like you said, I'm sure it was hard as it was then, but even now um, for anybody listening, if it's something that they're going through or their children are going through, I think that that's a a key tip right there. And and I really appreciate you um, putting that out there. So When, when one thing I, I just sort of wanted to pick up on from that, though, is, is you said that, you know, even though your blog was different back then, you, you had that blog, you had that writing. Uh, so is writing still now like an outlet for you, like in terms of right now, I journal every morning and, and I find journaling is one of the most helpful things in terms of just keeping your mind clear and everything. Is that something that you do as well? Or, or how is writing? Because I, I just I find yeah. it interesting that, like you said, you had a blog, you still have a blog. So how has writing helped you? Writing does help me a lot. Um, in fact, I like writing so many different kinds of things. Even if I'm writing a piece, like when I was in university, whenever I would write, um, even if it was like a research paper, I don't know what it is about writing, but it just helps you get so much out there. Like, um, And I think even though, so I, I had a blog back then and I also used to journal back then. Um, my journal was a little bit more private. My blog was more about fashion and beauty and it's the same now, even though like my blog is my business now. It's not just the Tumblr that I had under some like really anonymous name. <laughs> um, now it's it's a little bit more about me and like my personal philosophies around fashion and beauty. But I also do keep a separate journal. And I do journal just whenever I, I don't keep a set routine. I used to do that to myself. But then I noticed that there were some days that I woke up and I didn't really Um, I didn't have anything to journal about and then I would force myself to write and then sometimes it can get you in a slightly negative zone if you are like way too introspective so I find that just the moments where you feel like okay I need to get something out I want to like write about something I sit and I write it down and it really does help me get some clarity and it also helps me um, you know sometimes it's not easy to talk about professional struggles with maybe your family or with your friends and maybe you don't want to like unload on them in that way. So I am able to do that via journaling and that always helps. Oh, interesting. And, and again, I, I just, I, I just found, you know, writing for me is, is something that I enjoy doing, but I just wanted to sort of dig into that a bit more because I think that a lot of people 
don't necessarily value writing anymore. And I, I think it's just simply like a lot of things like communication, everything. It, it's, it's so, you know, through text messaging, through all these new technologies that we have, we, we've sort of, we've devalued a lot of these things that we may have done in the past or, or these activities that, you know, don't seem as relevant, I guess, nowadays. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I appreciate how you sort of, uh, you know, talked about the differences between your blogging and your journaling and, and even saying that journaling doesn't have to necessarily be like a daily activity. It's more of just an outlet when you can't maybe have outlets elsewhere, like you said, through speaking yeah. to friends or family or whatever it might be. Absolutely. So, so yeah. going through a lot of what you went through at a younger age and where it got you to now, like what, what new strength would you say you found in yourself going through that? Like, because I can't imagine that, you know, you, the bullying just ended and all of a sudden it was like life changes and, and, you know, and like you said, you went through struggles with now losing weight and everything, but yeah. what, what, what strength would you say you discovered in yourself going through the, that bullying and stuff at a younger age? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that it's like, again, I think this is a, journey it and as you said it doesn't happen overnight it doesn't happen you know you wake up one morning and (laughs) boom it comes but no it's it's more of a journey of um self-confidence I was so underconfident as a child like so underconfident that I I couldn't even at that age if I if you would tell me that I would be doing what I'm doing now I would say you're crazy because I don't think I'd ever think that I'd be comfortable posting pictures of myself online um at that age if I had to think about it that way so um, it's definitely been a journey of um, finding my own self-confidence and it's something that you have to wake up and you have to kind of teach yourself every day. You have to tell yourself, I'm good enough. I have enough talent. I have enough, like even today, I think a lot of people face this thing called imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. And I'd be lying to you if I said that I don't wake up some days and feel like that because um, especially in the space that I'm in, you know, there's so many different creators. There are so many people that I could say are much better than me. And then there are people I could say that are doing so well. But, you know, if I sit and I let my self-confidence, um, if I demean my own self-confidence by comparing myself to what other people are doing, then um, really there's no scope for me to grow and there's no scope for me to improve myself. So, and there's no scope for me to believe in myself. And I think you really need to learn how to Um, be confident in your abilities, believe in what you can do and just believe in your own power. And that's something, um, you know, it it happens also as you prove to yourself that you are able to do certain things. So for instance, goal setting is something that I think is really important. Of course, you have to be like a little realistic with your goals, but (laughs) Um, I think when you set goals and you achieve them, that's one great way to build your own self-confidence. No, and I couldn't agree more. And one thing I want to sort of, and I've said this on past episodes, it's a quote that I love. Um, but you, when you brought up the point of comparison, the, the, the quote that always pops into my head when people say that word is the comparison. Comparison is the thief of all joy. I don't know who said it, Absolutely. but it's it's one thing that I think it's, again, we, I, I find that this episode may surround the whole, you know, world of social media and everything, but yeah. it's just, it's it's that much easier to do nowadays. So I think it's right. Like what you said is that you have to be careful to compare yourself because we're all at different points in our journey. We're all at different places in our life. And comparing yourself to somebody else is very dangerous, especially when we don't really know everybody's truth necessarily. Like you're on here today sharing a lot of your truth, but before that I I may not have known, well, I definitely wouldn't have known it, but (laughs) there may be a lot of other people as well that may not know it. And when they see one part and they don't see all the parts, sometimes it's, it can be, like I said, dangerous to compare. Um, 
one thing I'm I'm curious about is what like what did you do exactly to start 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 building that confidence? Because you said you you know sort of you were very underconfident uh, as a as a child as a as a younger adult, and then mm-hmm. you know obviously you you said a couple of things that you worked on, but what like if there's more specifically, what did you work on to start building that confidence? Yeah, so I think um, after my brief stint in losing weight in the unhealthy way, um, I started working on um, just like being fit in like the correct way and like teaching myself about health and wellness. And then um, taking also good care of myself because what was happening was because I was losing weight in such an unhealthy way, I had so many, like my hair was falling and my skin was looking bad, et cetera, et cetera. So I think therein started my also interest in yes, like health and wellness, but like skincare. And then slowly that built into beauty. And like, as I started to see my skin improve, my hair improve, my muscle tone improve, all of those things, um, I re kind of vamped my interest in fashion. Um, I don't know why that happened in that order, but I mean, it just kind of did. And then, um, I don't know, I, I think it was just taking, so I would set, um, goals, I guess, smaller goals, like, okay, today I want to, you know, make sure that I work on my legs. So like, we're going to do a little bit of like leg weights and it wasn't, it wasn't to lose weight. Rather, it was to feel healthy and to appear strong. Um, And I think when you take the right approach um, in terms of like health and then also like being able to sleep well and just a very 360 holistic picture of health and you start to reach, you know, those goals that could be small at the time, but like if you continue them and if you're Um, I guess, persistent with them, they start to pay off in the long run. So those were small little things that I set for myself and, and, you know, was able to achieve and feel better. And as soon as I was feeling better, um, I think naturally my creative juices in fashion and beauty started flowing a bit more. And by this time, you know, maybe I was like a senior in high school and then I was going into college. So what happened was I was you know, in high school. And as I mentioned, my mom had put me in so many different classes, which were like piano and Girl Scouts and dance. And then all of a sudden I went to college. I didn't have those creative outlets and I did not know what to do with myself. Um, And I figured, you know, this is a great time to re, um, again, revamp my interest in fashion and beauty. So I started my blog, which is now Style by Malvika. And then within, I think I was doing it for a year as a hobby, but like I was doing it very, um, like in a very dedicated way, like I would, you know, get up and post every day. And even if I wasn't making money for that first year, I really enjoyed it. And then after that year, I think it slowly started becoming a business. And yeah, now it is where it is. So I mean, it's getting up every day and setting small goals for yourself that you can achieve. And then, you know, the self-confidence does build with that. No, that's a great way of putting it. And what I also really liked is that you said that for that first year of doing your 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 new blog and the blog that exists now, you did it just for the pure enjoyment of it. You didn't do it yeah. wanting to make money. And I think, again, that's a key, key point because I think too many of us get caught up in like, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to own my own business. I want to, you know, have financial freedom, whatever way you want to look at it. And we get so caught up in that being the goal 
that we don't look at what we're going to do to get there. And a lot of times we may do things that we don't necessarily enjoy to get there. And then when it doesn't work out, we're wondering why. Whereas I think if you take the approach that you just said of, you know, just doing it because you enjoy it and, and making them small, easy to accomplish sort of goals, then that way we can get to the point of where we want to be, whether it's as an entrepreneur or a blogger or whatever it might be. So I think yeah. that's key right there, like you said, is that you have to sort of do it for the enjoyment of it rather than for you know, the, the money making or whatever it might be. And I think yeah. it, it ties back to your story. Like you're saying from before is that when you did that blog, uh, when you were younger, it was just more of you wanting to put your voice out there. It wasn't, there wasn't any sort of, you weren't looking to do anything with it other than just yeah. having a place to sort of be creative and, and let your creative juices out. So um, yeah. definitely it, like it. I'm really enjoying this one because I'm, I'm liking how you're making it very simple and, and easy and relatable for a lot of people, because I think, uh, you know, especially in the world of blogging and social media these days, it, it's people see somebody who's successful doing it and they think, well, like, you know, they, they just, they got they lucky or whatever, thing. but yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. that's ne necessarily the case. No. I think you're making the point of that. <laughs> Yeah. And, and you know, what's funny, I'll say two things. So number one, it's funny because when I was blogging in high school, it was very anonymously, as I said. So it was kind of like, um, you know, there was not much of, I guess, obviously my face wasn't on anything and it was very like, I guess personal, but also non-personal and like kind of to see it this way and where, you know, my face is, like I have to get up and, and I'm, you know, on my stories and I'm talking to my audience and like that I think is also, I mean, along with, goes along with your podcast name, but like having to be vulnerable like every day and, and um, speaking to people every day openly and honestly. And, um, you know, some days I talk about fashion, but other days I just talk about, hey guys, I'm having a bad day. Like this happened, that <laughs> happened, that happened. And you know what? like funny enough it's so freeing and it's it's such a beautiful thing that we have a place to express ourselves even though it can be scary like I think when I first started my my new blog style by Malvika I was a little bit hesitant to like um my stories were very like I would just post uh pretty pictures of like things that I would see around like maybe flowers and nature and like I'm going for a walk in nature but like not show my face and ever since I've been showing my face more, I find that I'm able to connect to people more. People are extremely like responsive. And it's so comforting to know if someone's, you know, they say like, oh, I've been inspired by what you said, or I really connected to what you said. Those kinds of things are really, really um, like those can also help you build your self-confidence. So there are lots of different ways you can build your self-confidence. No, for sure. And and I agree in terms of what you're saying is when you put certain things out there, whether it's, you know, a picture or whether it's a, a certain post and people feed, give you feedback or they find that relatability, I, I believe that's key to sort of social media. Because for me, when I first got on social media a few years back um, on LinkedIn and I was putting out more consistent content, it was a lot of just about my life story. And when I found that people related to something I was going through, it made it easier for me. And, and then I could also maybe help them through something through, through something that I had experienced or something that I had gone through. So I definitely uh, agree with how being relatable and just being basically a human being essentially can yeah. definitely um, help in terms of whether it's self-confidence or, or just in terms of, you know, giving yourself that, um, I guess that motivation to continue going when it comes to content and stuff like that. One thing yeah. I, I'm, I'm interested in going back to is you said that, you know, before, like, you know, I guess high school, somewhere around there, you're saying that, you know, you could never imagine yourself putting 
uh, your, you know, your face or yourself out there on social media. So how, how did that happen? And like, what would you say, um, like the, what I'm trying to get at is I, there's a lot of people out there that are like, Oh, I don't know what to post or I don't know how to do this or, or I need the better camera. Or, I need whatever, like they give themselves a million excuses. And so, yeah. you know, knowing that you were somebody who never thought you would do it and now you're somebody that does it pretty consistently. Like, how did yeah. you get there? Like, like how did that all happen? It was really scary in the beginning. I, I did it because, so I started style by Malvika because I, I had a friend in college who she had a poetry blog at the time and she was like, you know what? You're so good at beauty and fashion and you're always talking to me about these vloggers, these YouTubers, like you should start something of your own. And I think college is one of those times where, you know, you are like building your identity. You're slowly understanding who you are. And I had gone out of state for college and my school was extremely international. So I was very lucky to kind of um, be around very different people. And I think that's also key to finding your identity is being around so many different people and then like understanding, okay, here's who I am. And then there's X person that's a little bit different from me, Y person that's a little bit different from me, but like we're still all able to get along. And college is again, one key time where you build your identity. So I was discovering who I was amidst doing this blog. And I think that is, is, I I think that's what's helped me a lot in life. And um, yeah, I think I owe a lot to the college that I went to. Also, it was um, a school that specialized in entrepreneurship. So I think it was kind of a very natural um, thing for me to, you know, start something of my own. And even though I didn't treat it as a business the first year, as soon as it became a business, I was able to start applying that knowledge. Oh, interesting. And if you can get back to like, let's just say like that very first post. And I mean, I, yeah. I was looking through your, your Instagram really quickly before we got on. Cause I, I do, I don't try and do too much research on my guests cause I want it to be as natural as possible. And I want to see what can come out of the episode rather than directing it, I guess is the way, way to put it. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I know you've posted quite a bit, but if you can remember back to that very first one, like how much hesitancy was there? Like, did it take you days to make it happen? Weeks? Like, it's, do you remember that? So- it's so funny that you asked this because the first picture I posted did not have, I specifically was, I was so scared to put out a picture with my face on it. It was a picture of me, like I tried to make it look artsy and like all fashionable, but basically it was, my face was turned and you could see like the sole of my heel, which was like, I wanted to show off my heels because they were like um, my high school graduation present my that my family had gotten me. They're a pair of like Christian Louboutin heels. Um, and so I wanted to like post about that. And again, like it was so like, because I was trying to hide my face, I was still trying to, you know, hide and it was slowly still me learning how to like be comfortable sharing myself. So yeah, that was my first post. So it's very funny that you asked that. <laughs> I was just curious because like I said, it, to me, it's, it's one of those things that I think a lot of people they're, they're, they, they overthink so much or they're, or they're just like, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do. Yeah. So I just thought if we can go back to somebody who I think, like I said, when I looked at it quickly, it was well over a thousand posts now, um, just to get back to that very first one, like how much it took or, or, or yeah. what it took for you to do it. And I, I it is interesting as you brought it up that you know it was still you know sort of a side view it wasn't necessarily yeah. full you know full face or whatever and you were yeah. still having that hesitancy um there but now it's it doesn't seem like it's an issue whatsoever so yeah. if you can um you know uh, just sort of look at your whole journey 
and you know everything from you know the the bullying as a child to not losing weight the most healthy way and everything like what sort of toll would you say that that took on you uh, whether it's emotionally physically i mean you mentioned it a bit but if you could just get into that a bit more just so we yeah. can understand sort of like how that all affected you so i think before i even get into like the toll it took on me i think it's important to state that when you put your value in things outside of, I guess, in other people, okay? So if you put your value in other people and you take what other people say as like the be all and end all of that's who you are and this person said it, so that must be the way I am or this person said that about me, everyone's going to have so many opinions about you. And so you really, like, if you sit and you listen to every single person, you are not going to have anything left to be proud of at the end of the day. because everyone like human nature is to be a little bit critical right so everyone has their own critique and everyone's unique perspective like of looking at you is very different so one person could see something beautiful another person could see something like horrid and ugly so yeah so i think the first thing is you can't put your self-worth in what other people say about you and the second thing is, I would say, like, I've also faced some other struggles in, I guess, my career journey ever since Dalba Malvika took off. Um, for instance, like, I got hacked, and um, that was a really scary point because I was, like, I had graduated from college, and um, this was what I was doing full-time. And at that moment, I was kind of like, oh, like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life now. Like, this has kind of been um, the way that I've been able to make an income and sustain myself. And gosh, now what am I going to do? And I let also that moment, moments like that, where I've just let my, I've let things that have happened that have been kind of outside of my control demean my self-confidence. So if you keep doing that, if you let the things that happen to you and the people that say things about you, if you let those affect who you are internally and your understanding of yourself, then that is just, I mean, now I can speak to the toll that it's taken on me. Um, sleepless nights, lots of extra anxiety, worry, stress, all of these feelings that, um, you know, aren't, are terrible things to feel and, and to not be able to sleep because you're anxious or to not be able to sleep because you're fearful. Those are terrible um, feelings. And so, yeah, I think uh, simply put, it's just being able to know who you are outside of, outside of all the noise around you. No, for sure. And uh, the, way, the, way, the one thing I'm curious about, and I think you mentioned it briefly before, but um, you had said you had taken more of a mindful approach to, to your health. Um, yeah. And a lot of what you're talking about right now in terms of like not letting as much of what's on the outside come in and really focusing on your inner self and, and who you are and your identity has and again maybe i'm wrong here but has and when you're speaking about like mind being mindful are you speaking in terms of like meditation stuff like that because it seems to me you're somebody that may have either done that or is doing it or i don't know i'm just getting curious now because the way that you're talking it seems like you've done a lot of inner work which isn't necessarily the easiest thing to do and if you could just give some maybe uh ideas of what you've done um to do that inner work like what's helped you do that so I um, am slowly getting into meditation. It's not something that I, I'm, I'm definitely not great at, but my, thankfully my mom and dad both are like, they practice meditation very like religiously almost like every day. And I think I'm very lucky to have the parents that I do because every time I have 
an issue or like even just my parents, sometimes they see me and they, or they hear me talk on the phone or whatever. And they're just kind of like, okay, like something's wrong. And, and they know instantly kind of how to tell me to kind of like go deep into myself and just um, understand what to be grateful for. And gratitude, I think is a very important lesson. But um, I guess aside from that, I think about sometimes like my family, right? For instance. So take the people that really care about you. They don't care about what's going on in your business as much. They don't really, they won't, they won't ask you, they won't be like, oh my gosh, like, like you didn't get that deal or you didn't do this or you didn't do that. Like, that's not what they're concerned about. The people that really care about you are concerned about how you're doing inside and, um, you know, how you're able to like maintain positivity on a day-to-day basis. And you kind of have to start adopting their approach instead of adopting those people that are kind of your naysayers or people that will criticize you, um, start thinking about the people that actually love and care for you. And if you kind of look at things from their perspective, right? So all they want to see is you happy, you, um, you know, being able to go about your day-to-day life without feelings of anxiety and worry. You kind of have to start treating yourself the way that they treat you. So that way, you know, it, it, again, it's something you have to teach yourself. Um, and be very careful about, like I said, you have to treat yourself the way that they treat you. Be careful about who you choose because there are very few people who have your like best interest at heart. And the first one should always be you. You should always have your best interest at heart. And the number one priority, I think beyond uh, professional success and um, just, you know, any kind of success, the first success you can have is when your health is in check. So yeah, I think that's my advice. No, for sure. And and I'm standing over here with a big grin on my face because uh, the people you surround yourself with are definitely, uh, definitely a big part of where you're going to get to in life and, and how you're going to get through life. I mean, it, I've seen it for myself when, you know, I, I was, when I first, like I said, got on social there, it was like all these people that I was getting to know and I was calling friends and, and then sure, slowly but surely you realize maybe not all of them are friends. <laughs> and, yeah. and then you find the few that are, and then, yeah, my life in the last few years, I found the few people that I, I keep close and that I definitely look to for feedback and stuff like that. So I couldn't agree more with what your point was there in terms of just being careful who you surround yourself with. And and when you have those people who are there to support you and care about you to definitely listen to what they have to say and, and appreciate them gratitude too. I think that's a key to anybody who's looking to get more, you know, joy, happiness, whatever it might be in their life, anything good you want in your life. I think it's, it's grounded in gratitude. In my opinion, I've been practicing gratitude a couple of times a day for like the last, I don't know how long, um, just in thinking of a couple of things that I'm grateful for. And it's, it's changed my whole perspective because you, when you, when you have that sort of, uh, I guess w- when you're thinking about being grateful or when you're having gratitude, it tends to just sort of seep out into other parts of your life. Like just in normal everyday life, you'll just notice yourself being more grateful because of these simple gratitude practices that we might undertake. So, um, but yes. yeah, no, I just, I, I was interested to see, and, and I mean, meditation, I've only started it recently too, so I'm not perfect at it either, but I was just interested because the, the things you're talking about and doing this sort of in, internal work that you've done it doesn't come easy. So I was just curious yeah. as to how you got there because, yeah. you know, I've, whether I've had other people say therapy or whatever it might be, there's always something. And from when hearing what you're saying, it was just intriguing to me to wonder, yeah. you know, sort of how you got there. So, um, yeah. 
now I, I want, if you don't mind, like you sort of went past the whole, um, uh, you know, your, your blog getting hacked really quickly. Like, could yeah. you get into that a little bit more? Because I'm, I'm intrigued as to what that, what that did. Yeah. And cause you, you, again, you just sort of quickly went over it, but if you get into yeah. that a bit more, I'm just curious as to like how that had an effect. Yeah, that was definitely a very like career halting moment for me. Um, I was actually on vacation with my family that had come. They had traveled from India and we were taking a small little vacation in Yellowstone. And it was just a very happy time. And one morning I woke up and I woke up to an email that basically said, um, like it was the hacker that was trying to threaten me, basically asking for money to get my account back. Now, obviously you're not supposed to respond to those emails. Um, and obviously I wasn't going to pay someone to get my account back. because <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, um, they were threatening basically to delete all my content and to, um, like delete my account if I didn't respond to them. So at that time, I, I'm very grateful. I think my family has always been a really big pillar. Um, even though to them, what I'm doing is very non-traditional. It's not really, I guess not what they had expected. They've never said, no, don't do it. They've always been very encouraging and have, you know, told me to follow my dreams. So I, I feel very blessed, but basically if I didn't have my family there, I literally would have just said, okay, goodbye, Staba Malvika. I would have cried for a few days and then I would have just gotten up and said, okay, it's time to go find a normal job. I'm so glad <laughs> that I didn't do that because um, basically the next, uh, like for the next three hours, I was sad. I mean, I think it's okay when crazy things happen, you're allowed to be a little bit sad and, or try to like problem solve. Um, and then my family, well, actually my uncle, he was like, you know, you should just get up, make a new account, make a new style by Malvika. Maybe you have to make a new username or whatever. Um, and put up a video, explain what happened and, you know, start, start over. And I'm sure like those followers that were, you know, loyal to you, they'll find you again. Don't worry. Like, you know, you'll be able to do it again. So I did that. And in the meantime, um, my dad also gave me a piece of advice, which was, why don't you try to reach out to the people at Instagram to see if they can help you get your account back? Because I'm sure that they have some kind of like, you know, backup um, of your account. Maybe they can restore it from like a week ago or something like that. So I did both. Um, at that point, I was nobody to kind of just, you know, not do anything because I think so much hard work had gone into Style by Malvika. Um, and I didn't want it to go to waste. And again, because it was that whole journey of me finding myself confidence and finally feeling comfortable in front of a camera and sharing things with people. Um, it just, it was terrible to have, to have lost it because it meant so much more to me than just, Oh, it's my business. It was almost like, like a diary of me learning to be super self-confident. So Yes. Yeah, so when uh, I made that video of basically explaining to my then new audience, which was all of 10 followers that found me um, the next, uh, within the next few hours, um, I put up that video explaining what had happened. And then I was like vigorously reaching out to people at Instagram via LinkedIn and et cetera, et cetera. Eventually a week later, um, I was still posting content every day on that new handle. But a week later, Someone at Instagram got back to me and um, was able to help me restore my account. And I just thank my stars that that was even possible. Um, and then I kind of explained to my old audience what had happened. I went through the story. I put up a YouTube vlog about it because I was vlogging my Yellowstone trip. And then in the middle, I got hacked. So 
I put up a, like I did my Yellowstone vlog and then kind of explained everything that had happened. Um, and I think if there are a few lessons that I had learned from that is number one, um, never put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> um, that's why I started being more active on other platforms like YouTube and my blog and, um, even like I'm a creator for a few other platforms like Prism Pop and Live Me and stuff like that. So never put all your eggs in one basket. Number two, don't let what don't let the things that happen to you affect your own understanding of yourself. Because like if I sat and I said, Oh, it's all my fault that I got hacked, like I could have done X, I could have done Y, I could have done Z. Like, yes, you could have, but you can't beat yourself up because you you were doing your best, right? So it's fine. Um, things happen. And I think, yeah, just moving forward is really important in life and figuring out instead of staying in a negative zone, figure, figuring out a solution is really important. No, it's, it's awesome to me that you were able to sort of, like you said, yeah, you were sad about it for that first maybe few hours or whatever it was, but then yeah. you just automatically got back up and said, and obviously with the advice of family and everything, but you got back up and you just sort of restarted, which I think a lot of people would have gone the other route, like you, the way, where you said, you know, I was just ready to give up and, and find a, a real yeah. job or whatever. I think a lot of people might've gone that route and for you to be able to just sort of you know, be sad for that time and then go back into and, and have, I guess the, I don't know what it would, what word I, I would even use for it, but just to, I want to say maybe grit or something like that, but just to be able to like sort of go back and say, okay, well, if I have to start at 10 followers then so be it. And, you know, yes. luckily, obviously things came back, but the fact that you were willing to just say, okay, well it happened now what and move forward and do whatever you were going to do next uh, it's just awesome to me because again i don't think a lot of people would have taken that direction i think they would have just been like yeah this sucks and yeah. life sucks and, and what's next <laughs> sort of thing, i know so. and and the funny thing is is i think um i believe that it could be like the law of attraction in motion because had i not gotten up and remade the account maybe the universe wouldn't have given me that contact at Instagram that would have helped me. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah. if I didn't give the universe that, um, that indication that, yes, I want to continue with this no matter what, then maybe they wouldn't have responded back to me if that yeah. makes sense. So no, I feel I, like, yeah, that was a big thing. No, I, I, I definitely hear what you're saying there. And, and I think that, you know, as much as, uh, you know, I, I think we have to be careful in terms of, um, you know, the whole thing of, you know, putting things out into the universe. Cause I think the other part of that is the fact that you have to be willing to put in the work. And, and I think yeah. you've sort of shown that too, like in terms yeah. of getting back out there with 10 followers and not caring whether it was 10 or a hundred or, you know, a yeah. thousand or whatever you were going to keep yeah. going. And I think that that's a part of it too. So definitely, you know, put what you want out there and into the universe and whether that means like, you know, praying or whether that means putting it out to other people yes. or whatever it is. The other part of it too is, is to definitely put in the work because, uh, oh, aside, you know, without that, <laughs> I think the amount of energy that you put in is the amount of like product that you get back. And it may not happen instantaneously. Oftentimes like patience is our best friend. Um, but like I've seen, like, especially even in this quarantine time, like I've had a lot of obviously time on my hands and I've used it to kind of, um, proactively try to grow my business, even though I know like it's not like business is not doing well and, and lots of different things are happening. You can at least try to network with people, you know, try to get to know people, try to um, reach out and just introduce yourself, you know, cause you never know. Um, and I think again, the amount of energy or the amount of hard work that you put in 
will come back to you and it may not happen instantaneously, but it will happen. Yeah, no, I, it's sort of that whole idea, I guess, of karma is a way of putting it is, you know, what you put out is what you're going to get back. So if you're putting out good and you're putting out, like you said, a lot of energy, chances are it's going to come back to you and vice versa. If you're putting out bad, then chances are it's going to come back to you. <laughs> like that person that hacked you, probably not doing too well now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, <laughs> so if you were to look at everything that's happened throughout your life from the bullying, the the struggles with your health to, you know, creating this big business to having it hacked and, and just everything all together, how would you say going through all of that has helped you get to the point right now where you're at with your business being, you know, pretty successful and everything? Like, how would you say it's all helped you get there? I think that you said a word a, a few like minutes ago and the word was grit. Um, I think that's a really, really important word in my life because I'll kind of tell you um, lots of different things, I guess, have happened in my life that have, that grit has kind of just gotten me through it. Um, Number one, I was giving a solo dance debut the summer before I went to college and that required extensive training. I would train for like eight hours a day and um, basically it was me. I had to be on stage dancing for three hours. Um, and it was kind of nonstop and I just had one intermission that was 15 minutes. And then in between each piece, I would have a quick costume change. So like it it was, it was a lot, it took a lot of stamina and I had to train for it for a very long time. Um, and I'd been learning Indian classical dance since I was a kid, but then you have to kind of extensively train for a full, full year. So I was doing that. And then a week before my performance, one of my family members just fell like gravely ill and um, it was it was really scary because like my family had to kind of be there for them and couldn't really be there for me and I was also feeling a little bit guilty because I, I couldn't be there for that person I was training for something but you know I said like that person who is ill would have wanted me to give my best you know so I went and I just every time I had my rehearsal um for like my, my practice or my rehearsal, I would give it not 100% energy, I would give it 110%. Because I knew that like, if I didn't go through with this, if I kind of, you know, did this whole thing half-heartedly, my performance was a week away, so nothing was getting canceled. Um, so if I, if I did it half, you know, with a half heart, it wouldn't be good, I would hate myself. And so, yeah, basically just like grit got me through that moment. Also grit got me through Um, this whole hacking circumstance and honestly my journey as a content creator like it seemed I think if you kind of talk about it like I did it for a passion for a year and then it became a business it didn't just become a business like that yes I got my first like brand deal but after that I had to proactively take steps in order to grow it and I still every day you know get up and think of new ways in which I can grow my business and um obviously every time you hit a milestone, you want to keep going forward. So you really have to put in that work. Um, and some days are really difficult because I face quite a bit of rejection as well. Um, so, I mean, I think in any public facing industry, you face a lot more rejection than you do acceptance. And those are just things that people don't see. So I think getting up every day and having some grit and telling yourself grit doesn't mean, um, like hustling so hard that like you, you know, tire yourself out. Grit is telling yourself, okay, whenever you get that rejection, it's okay. I didn't get this, but I can't stop because if I, if I let this get to me, then I'm not going to progress forward. So you have to always be a little bit forward thinking and you have to, um, 
I guess, triumph over your uh, rejections. Yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. And, and like, I, I think it's important that you brought that up about grit, not just being to hustle harder, because I think a lot of people may think of it that way. And, and yeah. that's not necessarily the healthiest way or the best way. Like you talked about, you know, sleep and everything a few minutes ago. And, and I think that if you're not focused on your health and your well-being and your 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 mindset, your brain, all that kind of stuff, and you're just focused on 100% hustle, it's it's not going to work out and it's going to probably hurt you more than it helps you. So I think that that's yeah. an important important uh, thing to bring to light. So this ties into the next question pretty pretty well, but at this point where you're at right now, would you say that you've found success and fulfillment in your life or would you say that you're still on your journey towards that? I'm still on my journey. I think, well, there are small successes that I feel every day that I'm very grateful for, but I don't ever want to feel like I'm a full success. I think until the day I die, I don't want to feel fully successful because if you do, there's, there's not enough to strive for. And every day I get up because there's a pleasure in being able to look forward, as I said. So um, if I ever got up one day and just felt super successful, I don't think I'd be, um, I don't think I'd have that same grit. Um, a little bit of a backtrack, but in dance also, I was, um, I had a cousin sister who used to attend classes with me and um, she was very good from the get-go. She was very, very good at dance. I was always terrible at dance growing <laughs> up. So um, my teacher would even ask my mom like, oh, you know, like, why is there such a difference between them? Like that one's so good. And, and you know, the other one's really struggling. She's not, you know, she's not that expressive. I was not expressive at all. And in the type of dance that I did, you had to be able to emote. You had to be able to express. Um, and you know, I think all of that, just like hearing those things of, you know, she's not that great. She's not, she's not, she's not, that actually might've fueled me even more to work like even harder to make sure that I was, um, up to par. And, um, you know, as I said, I, I wasn't comfortable with expressing myself when I was younger, whether it was through dance even though I had that outlet, I was never fully um, able to, you know, emote or like be a little bit free, right? So I think now, if I look at myself now, I would be, I, I'm quite proud of what I've been able to do. And not only am I doing Style by Malvika, but I also am kind of dabbling in commercial acting and modeling. And that's a different, very different way of facing the camera and having to act and express. So again, if you told the... 12 or 13 year old Malvika that it, she'd be doing this <laughs> she wouldn't believe you so yeah yes. I, I think it's great that you can look back like that because I think a lot of us we, we sort of I think we have to almost look back a lot of times because I think that when we're younger we dream a lot bigger we we you know we'd have a lot less blocking us I guess is one way of putting it and the fact yeah. that you're able to look back now and go yeah I would never would have thought I'd be here but you know and being able to appreciate that you are is 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 definitely uh, an awesome thing to think about. So um, down to my last uh, question here. Uh, you know, if somebody were to listen back to this, like I said, you've provided a ton of tips. I, I really enjoy the relatability of your episode and how a lot of the things that you've sort of faced, you can relate to how they've helped you and, and you can get, you gave really good examples and specific examples of how things have helped you get to where you are. But if you could give people three lessons, three important things that 
have happened for in your lifetime that could help somebody else going through, you know, a similar struggle or even a different struggle, get through that and, and start on their journey towards success and towards fulfillment. What would you say those three lessons would be? Okay. So number one, don't let anyone tell you that your dreams are too big or they're unrealistic or they're stupid. Don't let anyone tell you like basically just don't let anyone tell you that what you wish for yourself is not realistic because you know what your talent is. You know what your capability is and you know, deep down, if that's what you really want with some grit, with some discipline and with some patience, you will be able to get there. So that's number one. Um, Number two, don't place your self-worth in the words of the words and actions of other people um, because People act and say things oftentimes in their own self-interest. So God knows whether they're saying it out of jealousy, whether they're saying it because they want you to feel bad. Um, So, you know, you you have to be very careful about um, actually taking on what other people say about you. And number three, identify at least one or two people in your life that really do have your best interests at heart. And whenever you have your low moments, ask yourself, what would they want me to do at this point? And I think those three tips will kind of help you um, develop a mindset of um, not only gratitude, but yes, gratitude and just the ability to move forward. No, I couldn't agree more. And that last one, like I said, I I definitely think there's an importance in figuring out who your biggest supporters are and who the people that actually care about you are. And even just like you're saying in terms of gratitude, following up with them every so often and thanking them for what they've done and and, what or even if you need them at that moment, whatever it might be. So um, definitely those three uh, were a great three to to finish off with. So lastly, I just want to give all my guests an opportunity to sort of promote themselves, whatever they're up to, whatever's going on that they want people to know about where to find them on social whatever it might be so the floor is yours go ahead (laughs) okay so guys you can find me on social um i'm at style by malvika on instagram on youtube and then my website is www.stylebymalvika.com as of right now i'm working a lot of brand partnerships are in the pipeline, but due to coronavirus, I think things (laughs) have kind of stalled a little bit. So um, I'm working on just creating content that really, I guess, connects with people. So instead of just talking about dressing up all fancy, I'm talking more about skincare because a lot of people are having that extra time to kind of focus on themselves. So yeah, I guess that's what I'm doing right now. I have a few brand partnerships in the pipeline for for these next few weeks, but um, I think the major ones have been a little bit... uh, They've been postponed. So yeah, just like just, everything I have, else. <laughs> yeah, I have some exciting stuff coming up. I just can't tell you any any um, definitive oh, dates cool. yet. But um, yeah, I guess just follow along with me. And I'm always excited to connect with new people, um, whether your interest is in fashion or beauty or even just self-care. Um, I'm always, you know, being being a champion for all three of those things. So yeah, you can find me there. And yeah, I guess that's all I really want to say. Well, awesome. Well, I, like I said, uh, I really enjoyed this one. It, it's really interesting to me to get people on here that I don't know, um, you know, from anywhere else other than, you know, we've, like I said, we met through me being featured on the uh, podcastguest.com newsletter. And, yeah. you know, for the first little while, most of the guests that I had on were people that I knew. But when I get people that I don't know on and they share as openly as you did, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, I appreciate, like I said, the fact that your story and the way that you were able to sort of convey it was relatable. And I, and I truly believe that this one will help 
a lot of people just simply because like I said, it's something that whether you're in the fashion world or not, or, or whether you've yeah. gone through something exactly that you've been through, you can definitely relate. And, and you can, you can also, like I said, you can pull a lot out of this episode that might be able to, to help you. So again, I appreciate yeah. you coming on. I appreciate you taking the Absolutely. time and, and sharing so openly. Yeah, no, it was my pleasure. And as I said, you know, sometimes sharing your story is, it can help other people, but it's, I think maybe even more freeing for the person that's able to share it. So I'm glad that um, I was able to, and I'm uh, thankful to you for giving me the outlet too. So thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on and uh, take care. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe. And follow the podcast on Instagram at vulnerable.podcast or on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can also follow me, Brian Almeida, by searching my name on all platforms. If the podcast has impacted you in any way, I would also greatly appreciate a review. Lastly, if you know anyone with a great story of going from struggle to success, I would love to have them on. Thank you and see you next week.